Arizona dispatches of USC in a way that the Wildcats needed to. All that and some football talk. Let's get started on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. This show is brought to you by FanDuel. All right, now, Arizona basketball. Arizona fans needed something to be able to cheer about. It's been a long uh, couple It's been a long couple of uh, days, and especially Arizona basketball not playing as well of late, but guess what? Arizona was able to take care of business against the USC Trojans, and it was a team effort. Um, if you watched the game, you knew that uh, Arizona got off to a very, very fast start, and then after that, it kind of slowed down to a certain extent. Um, and a big part of that was Arizona just kind of lets teams back into games. And uh, not only do they let teams back into games, um, they kind of just go, they go through the motions. And I think that's what's frustrating for a lot of people is that it feels like Arizona just kind of goes through the motions. But when Arizona hits you with that second level, man, I don't know that there's any better team in the country than the Wildcats because – they, uh, they can hit you from a lot of different levels. First of all, Caleb Love is super, super good, as we know. And when he gets going, man, you love to see it. Um, and not only do you love to see it, you also know that he can be, be the guy that is going to take Arizona home at the end of the day. Uh, Umar Ballo for... Um, uh, Umar Ballo for all of his uh, struggles at times has something like 100 points and 100 rebounds in his last six games. So we can't really sit here and complain about Umar Ballo, leader of men Umar Ballo, because, again, he's been very, very good. Um, he's just kind of limited in certain ways, um, but he's still a pretty good player. And quite frankly, this is a game that Arizona should have won by 20-plus points because, again, SC is not very, uh, it's not very good, but – it's also a team that uh, it's also a team that was missing three players. Listen, you lose Isaiah Collier, you lose Bronny J, or excuse me, Isaiah Collier, Boogie Ellis, uh, and uh, Joshua uh, Joshua Morgan. That's going to impact you, and that's going to impact you in a big way. And that's certainly what happened uh, against USC. Um, now, I do think that uh, there's a couple things that we do need to talk about too with this team, with this Wildcat team. First and foremost is when they play like they did in the second half. There's very few teams in the country that are better than them. Um, and when I say very few teams, it was a, uh, I mean that. A big part of this team is just they can hit you with an explosive factor. And when everybody's playing well, they're next to impossible to beat. Now, they can lose to some teams. for They can lose to teams for sure. But when they're playing well, when they're moving the ball, it's just a joy to watch. And not only is it a joy to watch, um, and not only is it a joy to watch, it's also a, a, a team that you could tell likes playing with each other, likes uh, ba basically kind of likes the uh, the grind. Um, and uh, honestly, I think that this is a squad that can uh, – this is a squad, again, that I still believe when March comes um, is going to be the best team, is going to be the team that is going to be the uh, favorite to, uh, to win it all. Um, listen – 
everybody talks about, well, you know what? You lost to Stanford. You lost to uh, S or you lost to Stanford. You lost to Washington or excuse me, you lost to Washington state. I get it, but man, this is college basketball. Look at it. Kansas just lost to central Florida. Um, central Florida is the worst team in the big 12. Um, not only did San, uh, Kansas lose or to central Florida, just look at UConn last year, UConn lost what six of eight games at one point, And by the end of the year, they were the best, uh, they were the best team in the, they were the best team in the entire country. And not only were they the best team in the entire country, it wasn't even close. This is college basketball. And a, uh, a big part of it is that guys are going to struggle to a certain degree. That's just always going to be the case. And you know what? That's all right. That's not the worst thing in the world. Um, but it's kind of how you respond to it. And Arizona so far has shown that they have a, uh, they have a pretty tough team and they've got a bunch of guys that respond uh um, they, they respond pretty well. And so we'll uh, we'll see exactly what happens here. Um, I do believe, though, uh, I do believe that this is a, a, a team, though, that um, should also destroy UCLA. Um, UCLA is coming up next. UCLA, um, you could maybe say that they're playing a little bit better. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but they beat ASU. They beat Washington. So you can obviously take that one for what it's worth. But I still think that UCLA stinks. Um, and I think that uh, not only do they stink, I think that they're the team that uh, pretty much is uh, pretty much is kind of at this, uh, the stage where you know that they could fall apart at any point. The, the vibes aren't good with the team. And not only are the vibes not good with the team, it's a squad that just kind of feels like, it uh, it could implode at any time. Mick Cronin has gone the international route, and that honestly just hasn't worked for him um, because he is a play. He is a guy who um, he's a he's a coach who just doesn't. Uh, he's not patient. He wants things to happen uh, in his way, and you see it. I mean, I think it was with Jan Vitti or Jan Vitti, however it's pronounced. He took him out. He put him in. He took him out within one minute. You're not going to build any confidence uh, that way. Um, and not only are you not going to uh, talk, build any confidence um, that way, you're also not going to uh, – you're not going to really win. I mean, so, well, listen, um, I think where it's fair to say at this point that um, Tommy Lloyd can build his own team. A lot of people were wondering, how would Tommy Lloyd be without Sean Miller's players? Well, Tommy Lloyd has said, look at this. He's got one of the best teams in the country. Um, now you see for the first time that uh, you've seen for the first time what it's like without having uh, players who are re at least recruited by uh, Steve Alford and Mick Cronin is struggling and Mick Cronin is struggling in a big way. And honestly, I don't really see that one changing. This feels like something that is not going to end well. Um, and not only does it feel like uh, it's not going to end well, um, it does feel uh, it does feel like a team that is kind of on the uh, the verge of uh, blowing up at any time. And honestly, Arizona should destroy UCLA because UCLA just doesn't have as good of players as Arizona. You may the only position that UCLA is probably better than Arizona is probably what uh, a Dembona. I'll give you a Dembona, but that's pretty much. Uh, that's pretty much it. And not only uh, and not only that. I do feel um, I do feel like this is a team that um, just could quit at any point. It's not a tough team by any means. Not only is it not a tough team, it's a team that is, feels like it's kind of broken. Um, now, 
We're going to talk a little bit more about the Pac-12 and where Arizona stands after this victory. But first, first, my friends, eBay Motors. All right, check it out. eBay Motors. All right, now, in this day and age, it's very important to have the right parts, the right fit, the right prices. Check it out. eBay Motors, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, only available to U.S. customers. Um, listen, uh, how many times have you been uh, kind of uh, screwed around by the uh, the middleman or somebody that just doesn't uh, really seem like they have your best interest at heart? All right. This is where it's at because again, eBay Motors will eBay Motors says to you, we are here for you. And not only are we here for you, we are also uh um we are also uh going to save you some money in the same time. And then you got LinkedIn, 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 LinkedIn. All right, check it out. LinkedIn.com slash locked on. Um, everybody knows somebody that got a job through LinkedIn. And not only do you know somebody that got a job through LinkedIn, you also probably know who, uh, you also probably know somebody who is, um, kind of at the stage where you either need a job and, uh, not only were you, not only will you need a job, you also need to, um, you also need to be, uh, you also need to be at the stage where, um, you can get a uh, you can get a job or somebody else can get a job. Check it out. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. All right. Now. Uh, all right. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. All right. Now we have a look ahead. The rest of the conference. All right. The problem here, Arizona fans, you need to be rooting against Oregon. And not only do you need to be rooting against Oregon, that is the one team that you really need to be rooting against because in a big way, this is a team that um, is ahead of Arizona by two games. Now, Arizona is going to get an opportunity to be able to uh, – Arizona is going to be able to get have an opportunity to be able to uh, beat Oregon, but you also need them to lose another game. And not only do you need them to lose another game, you need them to kind of start tripping up. And I think the uh, concern is, is that Oregon is good now. Oregon's got their squad intact. And not only do they have their squad intact, you're probably going to get Nate Biddle back at some point. And with in uh, Folly Dante, um, he's going to have – he's going to have – he's going to get considerably better as the season goes on. And I don't really think that uh, um, that should surprise anybody because in Dante is a very, very good basketball player, but he also, and you saw that in the first game of the season where he went from for 16 and 21 against Georgia. But uh, after going 16 and 21 against Georgia, he got hurt and he's been out now. Um, now he made his return against Cal. I'll be interested to see, where he is, uh, where he is, because uh, and what he looks like with his injury. But this is not a team that you are going to want to play come March. I can guarantee you that um, it is a squad that is, it is a squad that is is just really good. Again, you got good guard play, you got good bigs. You need them to drop some games though. You got Colorado. They they play Colorado tonight. One thousand percent need them to lose to Colorado. And um, Arizona can't drop any more of the games that they've been dropping. That uh, that cannot happen. Um, and not only can that not happen, uh, Arizona does, just doesn't have a margin for error. Arizona can still win the conference, but when you lose two chippy games, that can't, uh, you know, 
Stanford, Washington State, you kind of put yourself in a little bit of a uh, put yourself in a little bit of a bind, and we'll see going forward if that uh, if that comes back to bite the squad or not. Now, a couple other things. Um, the rest of the conference, though, don't really worry about it. Colorado is really good when healthy. That's the other team that to keep an eye on, um, but they're also, I think, a team that's going to have a little bit of an issue because I still don't think that they're deep enough. All right. But um, that's uh, so that's where that's at. Now we're going to look ahead to a, we're going to talk a little bit of Arizona football now. All right. Now, Brett, Brett Brennan, obviously, he had his presser and he hit the ball out of the park. Um, nobody was really surprised by it. But just when you watch somebody, especially after especially after um, the way that Jed Fish left town and not only did Jed Fish leave town, he left town essentially bashing everybody on the way out instead of just leaving and taking a job that was uh, probably, you know, just a little bit better or, you know, making more money. He had to have his agent do the tour where he said that Arizona screwed him over. That's all nonsense. Um, Arizona fans were down. Arizona fans were down in the dumps. And not only were they down in the dumps, um, he, uh, they were kind of at the stage where you're like, all right, um, this just isn't a good look for, this just isn't a good look for the Wildcats. Um, you needed somebody that was going to come in and I think do things the right way. And that is, I think what Brent Brennan's going to do. Um, and you could just tell that he was sincere when he was talking with Dave Hickey. You could just tell that both those guys had have kind of a, a camaraderie, kind of a chemistry with each other. And that's something that is, uh, I think can be difficult at times to be able to uh, really quantify as somebody that uh, has a really good uh, feel for, um, you know, just kind of what the, the basic norms of how you go about doing things. Brent Brennan was obviously bummed. He didn't get the job three years ago. Um, he is coming in here though, and he, uh, he is going to take over a team that has a lot of talent and, um, there is a good chance. And we're going to talk about that, that he's going to be able to retain quite a bit of it, but his vision though, you could tell, he said, listen, you know, at San Jose state, we were able to win. And that is a difficult place to, uh, you don't have, there's next to no budget. Um, you, as a coach, you have to do so much stuff and you have to do so much stuff kind of out of pocket. Um, now not necessarily paying for players and stuff, but you have to do a kind you have to do a lot of different things that, um, you probably shouldn't have to do as a division one head coach. Um, and, uh, but again, I think that's also kudos. I think that's also a little bit of a tip of the cap to what, uh, what he was able to do now, um, Arizona fans are going to embrace him because you can tell he's genuine. You can tell that he wants to be here. And when I say he wants to be here, this guy, even though he didn't play at Arizona, he feels like an Arizona alum. Obviously, I remember Brad Brennan very, very well. That uh, that troika of receivers with Jeremy McDaniel and Dennis Northcutt was something to behold. But Brad Brennan was also kind of the one that kept everything going. He was a... Uh, it, he was a, a very, very uh, important part of that. And again, big touchdown in the uh, big touchdown in the holiday bowl against Nebraska. Um, but, uh, and you can tell that, uh, you know, with Brent Brennan, he was there watching and was there cheering him along graduate assistant as well. And you could tell how much Dick Tomey meant to him. And again, that means a lot. Now, Dick Tomey, um, uh, the winning is coach in U of a history. He's also the, he's also the dude who, um, 
I think, you know, a lot of people kind of have revisionist history of, but Dick Tomey was obviously a very, very good coach. And not only was he a very, very good coach, um, he did things the right way. And I think that's what Brent Brennan's saying that he's going to do as well. Now, a big part of this, though, is can, how much can you return? Can you return a Noah Fafita? Can you return a T-Mac? That remains to be seen because uh, both those guys um, – and a Jacob Manu. Both those guys can go absolutely anywhere they want. But you watch them, you read the tea leaves, you can kind of tell that they like uh, they like what they've got going here at the U of A. And not only do they like what they have going, um, you can just tell that this group of players is unique in that uh, they are very, I think they're very loyal to each other. And I think they look around and they think to themselves, man, you know, our coach left, but why can't we continue to build on this? And I think that is something that's got to be very enticing for uh, Arizona, or for Arizona football fans is, and for these guys, um, because again, you can build your own legacy. If you were, to, if they were, those guys were to come back, you're all of a sudden now looking at a group of players that are going to be held in mythological st standards because um, they would have had a lot of different options and. Not only a lot of different options, but also, um, you know, just a lot of schools could have made a lot more money. Now, we're going to talk about uh, what else that uh, this Arizona team can do. But first, FanDuel. Check it out. FanDuel. All right. Now, uh, there's nothing more enjoyable than betting on a game and not only betting on a game, but also uh, having, a, like I said, a little bit of skin in the game, knowing that your money is Good because again, keep in mind it can be frustrating at times when you know that you uh, you're like, all right, is my money good? Is this all on the up and up? FanDuel says, do not worry about that. We are all on the up and up at FanDuel. Check it out, FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon. You will again thank me later. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Do it. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk a little bit about um, what it would mean. Listen, if Arizona were able to return those core players from, uh, uh, you know, from uh, Tedaroa McMillan to uh, Noah Fafita to uh, Jacob Manu to Jonah Coleman, it's game on, my friends. Um, you're going into the Big 12, but you would have an absolutely loaded roster and not only would you have an absolutely loaded roster, you would also have the uh, you would also have a squad that um, I believe can I believe can make the college football playoffs, and not only win the college or make the college football playoffs, I think can do some real damage in there as well. And that's what you're at. And with Brent Brennan, you got Dwayne Aquina back. Who knows? Maybe you get Johnny Nansen. You're going to have a really really good coaching staff in place with a talented roster. Now again. You're going to have to be able to use the portal to get some other players in there. But people want to play with Noah Fafita. Not only do they want to play with Noah Fafita, they want to um, – they can see that this is going to be a fun style because, again, when you got a quarterback that can deliver the ball, that makes everything a lot easier. And Noah Fafita is the epitome of the quarterback that can deliver the football to you. Um, just saw, just look at the difference between Jaden Delora and uh, Noah Fafita – when Noah Fafita was in, and again, if you're able to bring back a T-Mac, you've already got a uh, you've already got a uh, a Kevin Green, possibly a Malachi Riley, obviously uh, a Montana Lamonius Craig, and then who knows? Maybe you get back Jonah Coleman. I know that he was being worked on, and uh, um, you know they took him out, took him to the football game, also got him some really good food at Sullivan's. He deserved that food. 
Um, and then, you know, Amanu. And then also on top of that, you can hit the portal. Um, if you can retain this roster, again, then it's just kind of about working around the edges because I'm also with the stage two of the Arizona football. If you get two straight 10-win seasons, it becomes a lot easier going forward. And not only does it become a lot easier going forward, it also becomes a uh, it also becomes a team that um, it also becomes a, a program that you start wondering: uh, Can you uh, can you you know can you win and can you sustain this? And in the Big Twelve, I think there's a lot of questions about you know again it's a good conference. I think it's an underrated conference when it comes to football, but it also takes a little bit. Uh, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time to know that there's not a juggernaut there. And again, if there's not a juggernaut you're going to have some real opportunities there to be able to win some games. So again, um, both those squads are uh, Arizona, I think is going to be well-equipped to be able to do some real damage in the big 12, but you got to get these players back again. It's not done yet, obviously, um, but don't count your chickens before they're hatched, but it would be nice to be able to get those guys back. And I've said this before, but if you, if those players were to come back, you would be able to erect a statue essentially of Noah Fafita of T-Mac, because again, um, they were incredibly instrumental in the one of the best seasons in Arizona football history. But if they came back as well, then you say, man, they are really committed to back in the A. And I think that would be something that would be very, very, uh, just very heartwarming. And you also kind of think to yourself, man, could that be a 30 for 30? It would have that kind of feel to it. All right. Now, we're going to uh, continue tomorrow to talk about Arizona football. We're also going to talk about uh, some Arizona basketball, get you ready for the UCLA game, because, again, there's a lot going on there as well. But as always, very much appreciate you guys making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke, and, again, we will be back with you tomorrow.